when my team wins a big game, it's good. But when my team doesn't win the big game, you better look out, Buster. I'm a loose cannon. This is not good at all. What's up? Dip Nation. It's Monday. Welcome to the Too Much Dip Podcast. My name's Dave. I'm going to host today, among other things. And if you don't mind, I'd like to introduce a couple friends I've got here joining me. <laughs> Live from uh, the kitchen, Madison, Wisconsin. It's KJ. <laughs> Uh, welcome to the uh, Open Concept Studio here in Southern Wisconsin. Thank you so much for having me. What um, what's going on there? Give us give us just a little bit of a rundown of of your scene currently behind your head mainly. Uh, for the past several months, everyone who has uh, watched us on YouTube.com/slash Too Much Dip, uh, <laughs> they've probably seen just a standard blue curtain backdrop which was in part because it's a give up move hang a couple hooks throw a curtain or two on a uh, pole i can't even call it a curtain rod i just went to the hardware store and just said give me pole um i'm sorry and because it matched what you guys had going in the studio now that you've upped your uh, game a little bit uh, in the stew i figured uh, i need to also touch up what's going on here i didn't have shiplap so I went with the next uh, easiest thing. I got like business casual Twitcher is, uh, or Twitch streamers is I believe the description I can go for. Well, we love what you've done with the place. That's for sure. Thank you. Also joining me, this guy is in studio rocking his uh, top four MLS team jersey. It's Dylan Shivery. Hey, we're building something big down here in Austin, Texas. By we, of course, the Austin FC Bear Day. We are. I mean, year two to make it to the semis, that's, that's not bad. Aren't there only like 10 MLS teams? 28, I think. Feels like 10. There's a lot. Shut up, David. If there are 28, that is uh, quite an impressive range of knowledge about the F, uh, MLS that I absolutely did not have. I we would have guessed closer to... I, I mean, said. I don't know that offhand. We actually had a conversation about it a week or two ago in the office. I think it's, I, I might, I might not even be right. Anyway, it on, the, on the nose. There we go. How about that, David? How about it? Sports, man. Surprised you knew that. Uh, happy to be here, man. It's, um, it's an exciting time in, in Austin right now. There's a lot of good stuff happening. <laughs> okay. You, the college, Chamber of Commerce is here. College Game Day, of course, is headed back to Austin, Texas for the second time this year. Okay. That I did not realize. Oh, I guess you should maybe check your text messages. David. How is te- Okay. It to be fair, there aren't a lot of good games this weekend except for Texas TCU. So, uh K-State ba- Baylor, okay. But no, Texas TCU, you got the number 4 4-ish team. I don't know, I don't even know what they're in. So, yeah, they deserve it. Over Texas Baylor. somehow a touchdown favorite in that game. Don't get it. But um, we'll see what happens. Anyway, so excited that, to be here. Excited for uh, the upcoming weekend. A lot of good stuff happening. Any other, like, economic indicators in Austin? Like, if you want to talk about, like, the cost of living, anything that's impressive no. while, we're, while we're pitching the town to the folks? Um, uh, Flipmas might get here a little early, though. 
Flipmas. Mary Flipmas to all who observe. Oh, uh, Mrs. 101? No. Uh, Flipmas is when a recruit flips their commitment. And uh, Texas might be in line for one or two in the next few days. So. You're going to have to understand why that was very confusing because the uh, Arizona woman yes. who credits her livelihood to drinking tequila daily was named Mary Flip. Mary Flip, yeah. I thought you were doing some callback wow. that was way over my head. Wow. It's crazy. I thought this was about uh, Dylan's history as a real estate professional. I'm like, this is the time in which properties are available. Yes. At a more affordable cost as it is, you know, winter season, people don't want to make as many moves. Uh, These interest December. rates though, KJ, it's just nuts right now. Well, like a uh, Halloween. Texas home sales down 10%. I hear you, Affordability, man. Affordability, guys. Sheesh. Inventory up. Anyway. 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 Yeah, yeah. How hey. are you, Dave, by the way? No one asked you. I mean, you're the host. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Okay. I'm doing real well. Um, but I've got, I've got a couple things I need to ask the people to do. First of all. I need you to go to our YouTube page, youtube.com slash too much dip. I need you to go there and subscribe to our YouTube page. Step one. Step two, Thursday night. We do a live stream before Thursday night football. We start at 6.30 Central. And we go up until, it, well, we say kickoff. Yeah, 7.10-ish. It's usually a 35 to 40 minute, John. We have fun, man. We do have fun, man. We make We've, bad picks. We had, we had a guest. and others. Guest last week who had a, quite the week picking games. Turns out Danny Regs, Dan Regester, our old friend, is uh, quite good at that. There might even be some uh, controversy afoot. Do we want to save that for, for Thursday or do we want to talk about that today? Because that could eat up a lot of time on the live stream. I think it deserves to be discussed at some point today. Um, you know, once we get to the bottom of what you were telling us before the pod of like, just wondering why OJ can't vote tomorrow, but you know, we, I guess we can save that for sports party. Okay. Um, so tune into that, please. Uh, please tune in. We've got a guest this week. I'm not ready to announce his name, but if you are a um, big 12 fan, this this young man uh, knows quite a bit about it as he is. Uh, is it Quinn yours? It's not Quinn yours. He's not a player. He is a member of the uh, distinguished media. I'm not a player, but I crush a lot. Correct. And uh, he'll be joining us Thursday evening at 6.30, and we're looking forward to it. We're going to pick some games, uh, probably hit my big boy stack, and then win maybe one other game. That's usually how it, <laughs> how it goes for me. That's fine, though. You can do a lot with a big boy stack, as I'm learning. Uh, we've got dip court right here. I didn't see that when I, when I brought that up. Y'all want to just hash it out yeah, right now? Let's hash it out, and then we'll, we'll talk baseball. I think we should. I'm excited to have Nate Silver on the pot on, on Thursday night. You know, just really talking about what the week's been like for him. But it's, it's actually Craig, there, it's Craig Way who wants to set the scene here. But if you do it, you have to do it as if you were a a neutral observer and not, neutral detached, not magistrate. as if you were one side of the argument. KJ, are you able to do that fairly? You want me to do it because I, I I am. I was sure. about to say that'd be that'd be David. Okay. All right. So what happened? <laughs> <laughs> nah. <laughs> no. So we do dip picks, right? You guys probably know that, but we pick games. We picked them against the spread. Yep. Dylan was having Dylan had a good week. I was on a I was on a heater. He almost had a great week. Um, but a couple games uh were not covered. And they pushed it, in fact. It was a push. Two we had two, didn't we? At least two. Is that right? Okay. And Dylan asked why why is my uh, little cell there on that expo excess Excel spreadsheet red? Mm-hmm. 
And it's because the push goes to the push is an L, correct, KJ? I explaining this right? Well, according to KJ, if you picked the winning team, you are the winner of the push, which doesn't make sense to me. Uh, KJ then provided evidence that there's precedent here. And then, in fact, I was the uh, beneficiary of this ruling in the past. I, I don't remember that, but he showed me and I, it's it's true. Uh, when and by whom was this rule implemented? Uh, I would say since the inception of dip picks, which, you know, happy third anniversary to uh, our dip picks here in year three. Shout out DraftKings. I, I also, I dug for... Um, Evidence of me consulting David on this when we first started dip picks. And this isn't to call David to the stand and to uh, play witness here. But I know at some point I did reach out about this conundrum, like how to handle a push. And if I may, I guess the justification here being, as we all know in, in standard sports betting, a push would be you don't win anything, you don't lose anything. You essentially keep your money, correct? Or does the house keep your money in Vegas? No, you get your money back. No blood. Get your money back. Yeah. Okay. So no blood's lost there. In dip picks, a neutral wager essentially is still a net zero. But that's also the same as a loss is a net zero. It's not a We're net not zero. We're not anything. It's not a net zero positively. because the people you're going against can gain a point there. So True. you fall back. So I guess then my counter would be we're tracking all of these games. Like the only way to, well, I shouldn't say the only way in order to like re-verify picks are accurate. Records are accurate. Pushes would then like deduct on, like we would have inaccurate uh, records basically, or no, I guess it'd be even on both sides, depending on what side you pick. Neither team would have another uh, win or a loss. Um, I think my justification would be or was that if I wasn't counting it as a loss or a win, um, records would have been imbalanced, but that's not the case. Uh, I think the, the reasoning would have been we're not wagering money. I mean, a, a three-point spread, which is what we were talking about here, mm -hmm. if, you pick, if you pick the favored team, you basically mm -hmm. have, not basically, you literally have a half point flex in there. I mean, it's not a three and a half point spread. It's not a two and a half point spread. It's a three point spread. Got it. So there's a disadvantage to picking huge. I mean, uh, on an even huge. spread. The half, Cons put the half point as we see. Considerable disadvantage. Yeah. I'm, I am okay with relitigating this um, in the off season, but this is how we have done it. Because I remember we had this exact conversation probably week two. Um, of the first year we did it. I remember we, we, we went through it and we were all okay with it. I think um, other, other outlets that do similar picks do it this way. Um, maybe one that KJ and I frequent um, every, uh, every day of the week up there in Dallas. But I, this, is, this has worked in all of our favors um, before. Can I add something else to the argument here? For my big boy stack, I picked – for game five of the World <laughs> Series, the Phillies, the spread was one and a half. It was Philadelphia plus one and a half. KJ then said, well, because 
the I don't know what you call it. The odds. I don't. I guess it's odds. I, I, yeah. I'm, there's a it was, term it was like for minus it. one thirty. I think. Yeah, the vig was minus so one thirty. Yeah, and minus then minus one ten on the other side. He said, "Well, you should probably just make it a a money line pick and just and just pick the winner." So I was like, uh, "Okay, I did that." Phillies lost by one run. Mm. So, <laughs> like, what going the, off of so the ridiculous. actual <laughs> line of the game, I won that bet. So I got yeah. screwed twice here on games I didn't actually lose. <laughs> That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, you, and and with the World Series one, I've got to admit that whenever I was reviewing this, like in the moment and. We'll pull the audio for Thursday. I, I probably should have gone back and pulled this part, but I was so distracted by the uh, um, the push conversation. When I glanced, I thought it was Phillies minus one and a half, not plus one and a half. Okay. And so whenever I was like, okay, you're taking money line now, it actually works in your favor. They just now have to win. They don't need to win by two. Oh, yeah, no. And I was like, yeah, that didn't make sense for them to be favored in game five. But I was like, at the end of the day, whatever benefits you, I wasn't that concerned about it because I think David or Dan might have suggested the money line. It's just, it just always oh. gets wonky whenever we pick. I'm not, I'm not blaming. I'm just, I wouldn't have come up with that as a solution. I just, whenever we pick non-football, it, it always gets murky. Okay. So I, I, I would say here on, these are completely separate situations. Um, I have no concern with uh, you taking the points on the big boy stack. That's why I did not feel good about calling it a loss. I never fair, highlighted that. Fair, one you did not. Because that wasn't in. that wasn't that wasn't fair for me to like decide. Okay. Um, but on the push, again, since it's kind of been evenly, since there's precedent here, I, I will accept going forward. Begrudgingly, I will accept defeat. There, they will just be nulled out, basically. Okay, you know. Uh, I can see how that probably has led to like the guests and or like people running away with it. Year one, Micah got like a 20 point lead uh, on everybody. Okay. Year two, the guests ran away with it. This year, you, I, and the guests are relatively close. Yeah. I don't know that we've had a ton of pushes, but in the past, I would like highlight them teal instead of green so that it was clear of what was going on. I stopped doing that over time. Uh, so here forward. I'll yield on both cases. I will say, in the moment, I was like, very incensed, because I'm like, oh, you know I've got records. I can, I can find this. I was like wandering around Target aimlessly at like 9 o'clock, just being like, hey, I need to get two things. I'm going to pull up on my phone, drop these in the uh, chat, and move on. Couldn't do it on the fly. I got home and sent it. I'm like, this should be case closed. And then Dylan says, we'll discuss. I'm like, discuss what? It's been settled. <laughs> but I think again, I hadn't considered the fact that there okay. is a, a negative benefit on this. So side. to be clear, we're we're starting we're implementing this mid season. I'm fine with that happening okay. going forward because it, it will, if it has, if anything, it has a negative impact on you because it would then create situations where you would fall further behind more frequently than the reverse. Okay, uh, I mean I don't. It's look, I'm just getting started. I'm finally getting heated up. <laughs> But Dylan's getting his big boy stack. Oh, we don't have to litigate it. I don't really want to talk about that, it anymore. That I'm okay with. Baseball. Yeah, that that part I'm okay with again because he made his pick very clear and fair and square. I had an issue with it because I thought he was picking a favorite, and I was wrong. Okay, that, okay. that's what my concern okay. was. Okay, 
I think our biggest problem was just uh, allowing someone to bet baseball. Which is, oh, why is that a problem? We've done boxing. We've done alternate sports. We've done all kinds of stuff. Which brings me to the World Series. The Astros are really, really good. Deal yeah, with it. They are. They are. They're really good. They. Uh, you know what? This season of uh, too much dip, people will be like, man, that Dave guy had a lot of ups and downs. But he did say Astros in six. And turns out he was absolutely correct. I said Astros in six too. No, uh, you said it after I said it. That and that was kind of a uh, a wishful thinking guess. I didn't think it was going to go six. The Astros are so good. Uh, congrats to the Astros. They have won a legitimate World Series. Oh, and they're very very good. I'm I, I, this Jeremy Pena guy. This who was who won uh, MVP of the World Series, a rookie, who they replaced Correa with. Unbelievable, <laughs> man. Yeah, that uh, that aged well. That move, that yeah. Got to give, got to give props to that front office. Um, obviously, they orchestrated the biggest teardown in sports, um, the biggest dude, tank for dude, years and years, and it paid off. He plays a hell of a shortstop, like very, very good shortstop. He hits for average. He hits for power. He's just unreal. Timely hits in a rookie, crazy. Yeah, and, and to do it and on on a stage like dude. that, very impressive. What was that, KJ? Sorry, I was just trying to track his package and his war in the same conversation. Oh, okay. Good-looking guy. The handsome fellow. Just a total package, like he, you said. He's doing well at life right now, yes. The Astros bullpen is so sick. So uh, dirty. Former Twins great Ryan Presley, who I weirdly am somewhat friends with. His wife, his now wife, she used to be a Dallas Cowboys cheerleader. Friend of friend, friend, you know, one of those things. I'm just making this about me. That dude's unhittable. That dude's spin rate, I follow like the deep analytics. I'm super in the weeds on the analytics. And that dude's so sick. And I was watching part of the game, I think it was Saturday night. Um, yeah, I watched game six on GameCast on my phone, or I followed it because I was watching some Pac-12 game. But like every time you saw like, you know, where the pitch ended up, it was just in the worst possible spot for the hitter. And he's good, man. He's really good. Um, I think they've got him locked up. I think they have all those guys except for Yuri, um, if I'm not mistaken, like locked up, like under their control. And they're going to be a problem for a long time. I will say my my Houston friends in my group text saying this is a dynasty. Not ready to call it a dynasty yet. Two? What's – was it two championships? How many World Series appearances? Four. Four. They're two and two. And one of those is under uh, review. I saw talks of dynasty, too. There, no way is this a dynasty. They probably will be. It, you I, talk to me at this time next year, I'd argue, then I'll talk dynasty. I'd argue that they're not close to a dynasty yet. Is two? three not a dynasty? Three and five? I mean, it's all years? subjective, isn't it? Well, like, I think of the Cowboys, the early 90s Cowboys, if I want to make it about me. Look, Again, they have two, but let, we can't ignore the fact that one of them is... Tainted? Very tainted. Not even a little bit. Like, extremely tainted. It is. It is. Boom, um, boom. Tainted dub. I, I think they got to win two more in the next, like, five, six years. That's the kind of music. That's the kind of musical reference and art artistry that we need on all podcasts that's that's okay good job for you kj uh shout out dusty baker if there's one uh, as a non-astros fan as someone who actively rooted against the astros 
Dusty Baker is the lone source of like, oh, that's awesome. Good for him. It's an easy guy to root for. Good right? baseball guy. I totally guy. agree. Easy guy to root for. What's with those gloves? Those like surging gloves he wears. <laughs> He's surgical. I was going to say, nice did he ever it. get back to uh, taking the brisket off the smoker? <laughs> <laughs> when, you, when you got a game to coach at five and a brisket waiting for you <laughs> at nine. He just, he, he smoked one on like a hundred degrees for the entire series. It had just been it had been like a ten day smoke. Yeah, what He's is that? Been, I, I guess I forgot about that. I'm I'm sure there's a you know whatever it is maybe it's superstition I don't know, but thinking through his career as a manager. He's been present for some of the most electric or not just electric, but like entertaining, like teams. I hate using eras uh, for like individual team runs, but like with the giants 93 to 02, which means he's like prime territory for early bonds. Uh, but then with the Cubs from 03 to 06. So then you get dusty Baker and Sammy Sosa for a spell moves over to the reds from 08 to 2013 I don't think you have too many fireworks there. Uh, I guess he had, um, there's a big bat in that mix, but I'm not even going to go do it. Uh, and then you get the nationals for, you know, a year. Um, I don't know many people who have like any reason to hate him. Uh, but now him being the oldest manager to win a championship at 73, that's kind of surprising given that like baseball loves holding, holding, holding on to their old. So I agree. Happiest for Dusty Baker of all people. Um, I forgot. Yeah, okay. Do you remember back when he was with the Cubs? The only people that were mad at him, remember he had his son as the Bat Boy? And in one of those World Series, or I don't know, maybe it was the NLCS. Oh. Like his kid was like, almost got taken out he at the play. interfered with the play. Yeah. yeah. And, and then like media immediately turned on Dusty Baker. Like I was, he shouldn't be out there, blah, blah, blah. That's not fair. No, his son just I was like 15 mistake. years ago. Yeah. But other, other than that, like no one's ever said anything bad. Um, I'm seeing that Wikipedia has got a decent memory and uh, you know, I would, I won't even claim credit for bringing up while he was with the nationals and making the comment that the team should field more players of color as you've got a better chance at getting some speed with Latin and African-Americans. He later said, I'm not being racist. That's just how it is. Who's, D- Dylan said this? I'm just fucking with Come on, man. said, no lies found. So. You know what? Like, I like, <laughs> I like it when people say the quiet part out loud. I respect it. It's like, you know what? Let's just, let's just put it out there. Uh, yeah, Yuli. Okay, yeah, Yuli's on a... Okay, yeah, he's up. Yuli Guerrero, the, uh, he fucked his knee up, though. So he missed uh, game six. Anyway, sorry. I'm just I'm just as an, a Rangers fan trying to figure out. Okay, are we two years away from competing or uh, eight? Trying to figure out how how long the Astros are going to be really really good for. It looks like about the next probably four a, to five years. Probably so. a pretty long time. Very cool, fun times in Arlington. Although, hey, at least we just hired a 67 year old coach. <laughs> Shout out to I Bruce. Mean, hey, Dusty just won. I know, man. We're we're getting on board. We we saw the, the way boach? the tea leaves were the boach man forming the boach, little boachy. Uh, also, shout out to our good friends in Philly. Uh, first town to lose two championships in the same day. Um, make no mistake, though, you've got a really good Eagles team. Undefeated. Um, Some would man. call that unfortunate. Others would say they got three teams that are really, really good. I don't – yeah. And I, I love Dan. 
Dan's jersey that he rocked on the uh, live stream, he had gotten it that day. I don't think he had followed the Phillies. As you know what, I'm not going to ever hate on a baseball fan for not following their team the entire year and then calling them a bandwagon fan because, you know, that might be 95% of my Astros friends, but that's fine. Baseball's too long. It should be cut in half. I don't – look, I haven't watched a Ranger game start to finish in probably two years. There's no reason to, really. That that and Bally Sports. Um, <laughs> so, shout out to them. But, uh, Philly, you, you held yourself – in good, uh, in good standing, I think. They showed out. Should have been better. Should have been a better turnout. I wanted Bryce Harper to get one. Yeah. He's still young. So we can, we can see. Any other thoughts on baseball before I just talk myself completely off a cliff? I think we can move on. Great. Vizzy Hard Seltzer. Between gift-giving and family traditions, the holidays are full of lighthearted moments that make the end of the year a little bit more joyful. Vizzy Hard Seltzer brings the joyful vibes all year round. Whether you're visiting loved ones or enjoying being home for the holidays, tis always the season to enjoy Vizzy, the hard seltzer bursting with fruit flavor. Um, full disclosure, my parents stocked up on the mimosa. They know we're coming home for Thanksgiving. Got a got our garage beer fridge, our meat and beer fridge out there. And they've stocked it. We've got strawberry orange, pineapple orange, peach orange, pomegranate orange. The Vizzy Mimosa has become a major player in my rotation. And if you want to shake things up, mix it up a little bit, the variety packs. Get a, get flavor options for days. Strawberry kiwi, blueberry palmy, black cherry lime, and pineapple mango. Phenomenal. Vizzy Hard Seltzer flavors for every vibe. Stock up on Vizzy Hard Seltzer and show some love for the show. Here's how to get yours. Go to VizzyHardSeltzer.com slash washed to find Vizzy near you. That's VizzyHardSeltzer.com slash washed. And to hear first about the latest flavor drops and more, sign up at VizzyHardSeltzer.com slash subscribe. Must be 21 or older. Celebrate responsibly. Molson Coors Beverage Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. So Aaron Rodgers looks cooked. <laughs> three picks, huh? Three three red zone picks? Two red zone picks, three total. I think. Three total. Uh, one and one off of a linebacker's face. Um, that one I found particularly humorous. They look bad. They just look bad. They look bad, and um, I'm I'm looking ahead to Sunday when you know we've got Dallas going up to Lambeau, and I just don't see a scenario. I should never say this because of Aaron Rodgers' history against the Cowboys. Well, He's been quite scored, good. You don't see a scenario where they score a single point where they get to double digits. Yeah. Because they looked awful, and Detroit is a very bad defense, potentially the worst in the league, and they look terrible. He yeah, looked terrible. They stink. I mean, the book on Rodgers has always kind of been like, you know, I know he's had Devontae Adams for a few years, but he's done so much throughout his career with like very few like really big name receivers. I mean, for years, Jordy Nelson was the best. I mean, not that he's bad or anything, but he's had like Donald Driver and and Jordy Nelson. He's always been able to put together really, really good seasons with not a great, you know, starting receiving receiving core, of course, saved Devontae Adams. But um, that offense just stinks. And I don't know what to attribute it to, if he's just lost it, if he's done too much ayahuasca or he's getting old. Okay. Or, or if it is the receiving core is just that bad this year, but they just, they stink. First of all, there's no such thing as doing too much ayahuasca, but I will say, he has done more to discredit ayahuasca in the last 
four months than I, I feel like anyone in the history of, of man. I mean, because that there's a lot of people who now only know ayahuasca because of Aaron Rodgers, and they're watching this. They're seeing the man bun. They're just like, oh, this stuff must be like, – ayahuasca will never be legal in Texas. Let me I, just put it that way. I liked his long hair better than I like it, like, whatever he's doing now. It's a weird look. What is he doing? What is that? Looks a little unsure of the look. Just kind of beat down is all he's got going right now. Um, two things. One, I think for the Packers as an organization, there was a report that came out yesterday, oddly enough for two different teams, uh, reports of like failed trade attempts that occurred before last week's trade daddy. Um, that's not me uh, agreeing that that should be a term. Just mm-hmm. Yes, it is. No, we were all no over language. that daddy. Um, the Packers attempted to trade for Chase Claypool, who went to the Bears for a second round pick. The Packers also threw in a late round pick, so essentially offering a stronger package than what the Bears did. Uh, the Steelers looked at it as the Packers were more likely to turn their season around, thus lessening the value of those p- trades of those picks mm. if they sent Claypool to Green Bay, even with the second pick added in there. Uh, they also tried to trade for DJ Moore, obviously, or I shouldn't say obviously that got rebuffed or they didn't try hard enough. Uh, and then they made another attempt at trading for Darren Waller, uh, because when they went and traded Devonte Adams to, uh, the Raiders, they tried to get, um, uh, they tried to get Darren Waller out of Los Angeles or I'm sorry, Las Vegas and failed on both, uh, attempts. Who's to say what? The Raiders are with John Josh McDaniels, but uh, the Packers clearly also realize like they don't have enough cooking. I could tell you what the Raiders are. They're disgraceful. They're not good, and they've got they a lot of got talent. Embarrassed they by the and the thought of Darren Waller. If assuming Aaron Rodgers could play um, at like ninety percent of what he was, MVP ish Aaron Rodgers with Darren Waller is pretty scary because. Um, Waller's been really good since he's you know, gotten things straight in his life, which is a cool story. I always root for that guy. But, yep. dude, get out of Vegas. I will, I'm not here to defend. My last thought on this, I, I'm not here to defend Aaron Rodgers. For the first time, he did seem, like, not contrite, but, like, just self-aware. And I think acknowledge, like, they do need to get healthy. It wasn't just that the players weren't experienced or talented enough or whatever uh, other things that he had alluded to. And you look at this game, Romeo Dobbs, who's a rookie wide receiver uh, for them, gets hurt in the first quarter. Alan Lazard, I don't believe, was playing in this. And then Christian Watson, their second-round pick, but first wide receiver drafted for them, uh, he was out, I believe, with concussion slash flu. Um, Lazard So did they play. were going out there with Yeah, nothing. Lazard. Did he play? Yeah, he, he cut a touchdown. Yeah, he, had a, okay. he actually so had he, he played, but he game. was banged up. He was on, yeah, their, he, yeah. he was on their injury not, report not going into the game. But yeah, nothing else than that. No, no other players than that. I think he was questionable going into the week, is why I brought it up. Um, speaking of cool quarterbacks, Kirk Cousins, cool again or no? Dylan, go ahead. Okay, it's like um, his teammates who are considerably cooler than he is are just using him as like a prop on the way back on the flights back home. (laughs) They're like, okay, let's. Let's go viral. It's like when you put like grown up clothes on your like little baby or <laughs> like it's like like yeah. Ro- Rhodes likes wearing his boots that are way too big 
and it's just a novelty. When you dress your two-year-old like he's like a member of like a, a bike gang or something, you know, like with yeah, like, like a black leather jacket. I like to put roads in track suits because <laughs> it makes me laugh. Like, All right, Kirk, this is what we're gonna do. You're taking your shirt off. I got these gold chains I'm gonna throw over you. He looks pretty hot though. Sunglasses, and you're just gonna do like a little dance. It's all you got to do, and we'll do the rest. I swear. I'm like, all right, let's do it. And he's cool enough to like just go with it. I don't think he's a cool guy. You know, he, he's winning. He's definitely winning the internet over with the cool points right now. Uh, he won the internet yesterday, sir. <laughs> Fogs to you. That was so epic what they did. Dude, they they totally baconed him. Yeah, totally epic. Um, I didn't recognize him the first like two or three times the video was sent. Because I didn't read the caption, didn't listen to it with audio, as is tradition for me. I thought it was an, I don't know the guy's name. I was trying to search it really quick. There's like some generic business CEO influencer guy that like every hardo who also thinks Fight Club is the best movie of all time, like reposts the LinkedIn all the time. Like, here's how you recapture your focus and dedicate your time to making yourself successful. That guy on LinkedIn looks just like what Kirk Cousins did, so. <laughs> Shouts to Kirk Cousins for like the rebrand from anti-vax, not really going to get it done guy to, hey, my teammates kind of like me and we're winning yeah. games. So shouts to him for that. Good for Kirk. Are they seven and one? Is that correct? I think so. Seven and one. Yeah. Yeah. With uh, with a date with Dallas looming. L. I mean, their margin of error is growing regardless if they lose that or not. Like. The Packers aren't going to come back. Well, they can. I shouldn't say that. People forget Cooper Cup or Cooper Rush, excuse me, uh, went up to Minnesota last year on a pretty decent Minnesota Vikings team and uh, took care of business. Just saying. Without Dalvin Cook, I think. I'm sorry? I can't remember if Dalvin Cook was out last year for that game or not. Can but either matter. way, I think they, everybody was Stop trying. Yeah, yeah, what you are you don't doing? have to always gone. find a. What are you doing? Yeah. We get it, man. Speaking of the boys. How do we feel about uh, OBJ in Dallas? Uh, how much traction is there here? The smoke got smokier yesterday. I think the I heard some audio from the playmaker, 88 himself, the, the real 88. And uh, I, I should have pulled the audio, but it's so nonsensical. It's the most absurd audio you've ever heard. Like Michael Irvin, like, all of his audio is absurd. He plays his role great. Love the guy. This, he, so he's basically saying like he's been texting with Odell. He knows there's something there. Uh, this would be the most Jerry thing ever if he could bring in Odell, who by all accounts cannot even participate in like actual football drills for like another week or two. Why is that again? Remind me. Because he blew his knee in the Super Bowl. <laughs> Still pending from that? Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so they're saying he won't be ready till December, probably. So he wants a multi-year deal. Okay. If healthy, how much juice does that dude have left? It's a great question because his numbers, uh, steadily declined as you know, what, that's what happens to he started you know, declining like, like five years ago. He did make some big plays in for the Rams. He was good for the Rams. What KJ? I I'm blown away that we're asking this question. Yes. You absolutely want him if he's healthy. I'm not so sure. Do you not remember the last time he played the Cowboys prior to his injury? Was with the Browns? That was what? Three years the ago? The fall before that? Two years ago. 
Dude, they ran cow- for like okay. 160 okay. yards on the Cowboys or whatever. The cat, yeah, but I, I don't know. I'm not worried about like lock chemistry or anything like that. I think the but like the how- Rams, him him going to L.A. and that whole thing working, that dispelled any notion of that. Are how many teams are rushing to sign this guy though? KJ, Rams, Giants, Cowboys are like the three that are being mentioned okay. significantly. And why is he? Why has he not been? part of a team already i understand the injury but it's not like he couldn't sign i think that's that's the i think that's exclusively it yeah because I mean, once you sign him he's taking up a roster spot okay or you have any feel for like is he going to be back this year or not okay um i think that's really the big determination if we're assuming he's back i would say with two games to go into the playoffs like week 15 i guess that would be I would be all over him regardless of, okay. of uh, my team's contendence. You've been uh, to contend. KJ, you've been really pushing for the Cowboys to sign Cole Beasley, right? Like you said, he's really been killing it on on the social lately. Hey, just don't try to tell him who to be because he knows who he is. Do you think he agrees with cancel culture? Yes or no? <laughs> he agrees with its existence. I think he's probably occupied watching some – uh, polling places in the next 48 hours. No, but like the thought, the thought with the Cowboys receiving core is like, oh, we could use somebody in the slot. Um, and Cole Beasley, there were people actually saying Cole Beasley's name, and like, dude, there's no way. First of all, it didn't. Did end we well. talk? Did we talk Brandon Cooks? Uh, because no. that happened late trade deadline, and we didn't talk about it on that Thursday. Like, I think that's a big missed opportunity. I celebrate them for not going after Kadarius Tony, who I think is a Huge talent, but not worth the, the headache. I feel like if I'm a Cowboys fan or if I'm objective Cowboys guy, which I struggle to be sometimes, not saying the Rams have the formula for like success, but the counter to what the Rams did of going all in with like dumping first round picks on Von Miller's and uh, um, why am I struggling at the cornerback's name? Uh, Jalen Ramsey's Ramsey. is like that you're going to be bad for several years and the Cowboys will make money regardless of how bad they are. So that's not a concern. Um, but the value of the Cowboys getting a Super Bowl one this year, when arguably there's not much else going on in the NFC aside from Kirk cousins and Jalen hurts, like you should be doing whatever it takes to think, make you think you're better than the Eagles. And I, I think it's a, a poor decision to be like concerned about, Oh, well, we don't want to be bad in two years when tyrants, you know, you're going to have Tyron Smith coming back. There are a lot of people, a lot of people smarter than me, football minds saying like, yeah, Brandon cooks is a great receiver, but he's not what they need. They need like, again, the guy you can line up in the slot. Um, I don't know. The same people would tell you to, you know, would have told Brian Kelly to tie it up at the end of the game. I hate, Oh, more on that. Nothing makes me more mad. Uh, boy, there are some things. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I if it, ha- it I, I expect it to happen. I think he's going to end up in Dallas, and it's. It, I would like it. It it will be fun, and that's kind of all we're we're hoping for at this point. It's fun. Maybe win a win a game or two in the playoffs, but. Um, I don't know. I'm trying to think what that does to the depth chart because, like the receive the receivers have been good. They've had you know CDs. Had his ups and downs, but I mean, I think overall they've been fine. I don't think it's going to take away from CeeDee Lamb or Michael Gallup's return 
I think that anyone having a conversation with themselves and saying that we're we're the Cowboys are okay with Noah Brown being like their third best receiving option or or Tony Pollard when you have the option of someone like a Brandon Cooks or uh, an OBJ people who've been to the Super Bowl uh, and who know like what it's going to take in you know December January I can't get my months right. I still think you you need to be able to make those splashy plays at this point. Um, mm. The Cowboys are far too good in the regular season and far too bad in the playoffs to feel like, oh, we don't want to mess things up right now. You've done this every single year. Facts. Can I interest you guys in a ready-to-eat meal delivery service? Ooh, How about one did. called Factor? With the bustling holiday season just around the corner, it's the perfect time to plan ahead with Factor the ready-to-eat meal delivery company that has taken over my kitchen. They shop, prep, cook, and deliver to your door so you can enjoy chef-crafted, dietitian approved meals during the holidays, minus the hassle. Plus, with 34 meals per week, including gourmet plus keto, calorie-smart vegan plus veggie options, and 36-plus weekly add-ons, you'll have plenty of nutritious, flavorful options to choose from. This is a hectic time of year. We've all got kids. We've got to bounce around in-laws, how you know, do all this stuff. It's jam-packed. Luckily, Factor's fresh, never frozen meals make it easy to fuel up fast when we're on the go. And we save times with meal time with meals delivered ready to heat and eat in just two minutes. A little heat need action, KJ. What do you think about that? I couldn't be a bigger fan of Factor if I tried. I think I showed you all the evidence whenever the factor uh, arrived at my house. Uh, I was in advance of like going out of town and I was like, Hey, you know what? These are ready to eat. I'd already been uh, limited on how much grocery shopping I'd done. I needed some solutions. Not only feed myself, but my son, we both destroyed the factor meals like in two or three days. I know that's not their intent, but they were so good that we could not pace ourselves. And I am back on that factor train on a more like planned schedule. And here's the deal. Let's say you got a special occasion coming up, Dylan. Maybe mm-hmm. like you're looking for a nice dinner. Gourmet Plus is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, upscale options done easily. What do you think about that? I think it sounds fantastic. Class it up dude. a little bit, dude. Gourmet Plus it. Knowing that your dinner is, is uh, taken care of for the evening is such a great, underrated feeling. I get that text like 4 o'clock from the wife. She's like, what's for dinner tonight? I'm like, oh, my God, I don't know. I don't I really don't feel know. like cooking. And you're like, know. I don't either. And then you know. argue about it for exactly and two hours. And everyone gets frustrated, and it's seven o'clock. You're still hungry. There's no solution yet. Don't get in that position, folks. When things get hectic during the holidays, Factor is flexible. Change your order up every week with plans from four to eighteen meals per week, or pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. Factor's no prep, no mess meals save me so much time on planning and cleanup, so I can fully enjoy the holidays without wasting hours in the kitchen. Head to. Go.factor75.com slash bang60 and use code bang60 to get 60% off your first box. That's code bang60 at go.factor75.com slash bang60 to get 60% off your first box. That's a great deal because when you get that first box is phenomenal. So check them out. College football time. Ooh. So Brett was right. What are you shaking your head at? I'm I'm agreeing. Brett was right. Um, 
Are we talking Clemson first? Clemson being frauds? They're big frauds. More frauds. I, I wouldn't even put them in the same category as Bama. I'm not. Why? Why, are, why is Bama a fraud? I don't think I they added are. Bama. We will get there. I very strongly believe so. Uh, Clemson. We're saying that they're frauds because presumably their ranking did not match what they were as a team. They got embarrassed by Notre Dame. Notre Dame, similar to LSU, it's hard for me to say who they are like quality-wise versus like what they look like early in the year. Notre Dame got embarrassed by Marshall, played very poorly uh, against Alabama. They didn't get blown out. But they, or was Al, who, who did Notre Dame play first? That, oh, Ohio State. I'm sorry. Uh, against Ohio State earlier in the year. And we all kind of wrote them off as being like, eh, they'll be okay. They don't have a quarterback. Marcus Freeman's early there. Not that good. Destroyed Clemson. Like, Cade Klubnik, didn't he get some shine in this too? Or or did he play at all? I didn't see that oh, part yeah. of it. Did he? Yeah. How did uh, he look? Not Westlake, great? Westlake or Lake Travis? Westlake. 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 Um, he wasn't great. Uh, DJU, not great. I don't know what they're going to do. Like they're, I mean, they've only got – Clemson's a one-loss team, right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you can't, you know, they're not in the position to be like, all right, well, we're just going to run it with Cade, you know, the the backup, see what he's got. Like, their season is salvageable. Um, but they hadn't beat anybody of note up until that point, and they got just trucked, man. Um, I was wrong about this game in my uh, my other my pick'em league. But, uh, yeah, it turns out Brett Merriman knows a little something about frauds, and they are uh, – on the fraud list, uh, allegedly Alabama, big frauds per KJ. KJ, go ahead. State Explain, your case. KJ. Well, I'm glad we just mentioned that Clemson hasn't beat anybody of note, and I think that we far too often will uh, assign that to the ACC and often to the Pac-12. Hell, they said it about, like, Oregon for the remainder of the year in the entire conference after they had that loss. Same with Utah. Because – Clemson has beaten Florida State, who, if I recall, if only there was a way to say, was like, is Florida State actually any good? Have they beat anybody? Even oh, yeah, they beat LSU, who just beat Alabama. So I think Clemson deserves some level of respect because they also beat North Carolina State, who I don't think they're like top 10, top 15, but like they're a respectable top 25 team. So they've got a couple decent wins. I'm not here to say Clemson's top four or anything like that, but I think the same level of criticism is due for Alabama, who Alabama's wins have been like sneaking one out against Texas. Ranked Texas. The same Texas team. And at that time, with that, with like a backup, you know, Hudson Card coming in mid game, not like game planning with the whole week. So. I, I just don't see anything aside from the preseason rank that has justified Alabama being where they are all year. They got, you know, exposed by Tennessee. They played them well, but still got exposed by Tennessee. Texas showed that they were beatable. But Alabama's losses are as qual I mean, uh, as quality as it gets. You lost to a Tennessee team who was ranked number one after that, who I know they took an L over the weekend to Georgia. Didn't look great, but then they lost to an LSU team who was completely turned their season around. They're very good. At night, 
on the road in overtime. I mean, that's Combined a quality margin of like four points on quality both of losses. Yeah, um, Alabama is it's Back. not it's not this the maybe it's not you know one of Nick Saban's best teams, but it's a very good football. I will team. I I won't call them frauds just because of Bryce Young. Yeah, because that dude. Will still Anderson makes in on defense, Bryce Young on offense. Like, he, it's a good football team. He still makes spectacular plays, and he had some moments in that game that it was, you know, reminded me that he got out of that one uh, sack. Like it looked like the the Texas game. Um, that probably gives a lot of Texas fans nightmares that play. But um, can we talk Brian Kelly? Can we talk going for two uh, in OT? Uh, yeah, I, I will say last on Alabama. I don't want to say that I'm confusing them with, I don't know, their upcoming opponent, Austin P or prior opponents, Utah State or UL Monroe. But I agree, decent team. They're also not a top five team. They're frauds, in my opinion. Anyways, on to uh, LSU. Probably owe an apology to Brian Kelly at some point. Um, nah. Most people on Twitter <laughs> just uh, just completely shit on that hire. And there was a lot of lot of reasons too, but um, hey, the balls on that dude. I mean, any uh, criticism about that hire had nothing to do with his ability to coach. I mean, he is like clearly a a good football coach. Um, and stop, KJ. And when you have talent at your disposal that you get at a program like LSU, like you're going to win games. I I don't. It's not a surprise that he's already doing well. I I still do think he's a weird fit in Baton Rouge. But the dude can coach football. Yeah. Um, man, he's doing a lot to make me like him because what? What has he done? Mainly going for two going for the win um at home when there's a lot of like uh football lifers who think that's like the dumbest thing you can do. And I think it's awesome. Isn't the kind of the unwritten rule is that if you're on the road, you'd go for two there at home, you don't? Yeah, you that's have the crowd behind you. That's what they say, but like I, I feel like that's not backed up by any. Or if you're like evidence, the inferior opponent, or you have like less to lose. You that's go like for so, it. yeah, like yeah. Well, ba- it, Baylor. So Dave Aranda, let's make it about Baylor. Um, he he'll go for it on fourth. Uh, when they're the underdog, he will. That that plays into his strategy. Um, obviously LSU was the underdog in that scenario, um, but. To go for two, I mean, like, you have a chance to end it right there. I'm not trying to give Bryce Young a chance to beat me in the next round. You know what I mean? So it's just yeah. like. No. Yeah. I, I, I loved it. I don't. Yeah. I think it's a good call. I think the. I agree with the call. I think the other factors, like, sometimes they'll play in is like, okay, the level of faith that you have, like, in your kicker and your defense, like, time on the clock, all those sorts of things. But in that moment. I don't hate it. I don't, I don't have any concern with it. The additional note that I loved about it was uh, I, I'm glad David in the group chat said, can we get a replay? Because CBS or whoever, was it C- this was uh, ESPN this time, yeah. not CBS. They couldn't get enough of like having their like field rush moment that CBS got to savor with the Tennessee game uh, because they refused to show anything but Holly Rose up tops for a while. No. And... <laughs> Her rose. If if they'd shown that uh, replay, you would have had a lot more upset Alabama fans online really quickly because it was an intentional pick play that got the player open. So much so because it was the same exact play that Florida State ran in week one to beat LSU. 
And Brian Kelly's like, yeah, same play. I knew we weren't going to get called for a pick because it's the same thing in the same situation uh, that Florida State did. And the ensuing chaos left it to uh, those too high of a stakes of a play for the refs to, to throw a flag. He didn't say all of that, but he's, he directly said that he knew they weren't going to throw a flag on that pick. Also thought that the, being a pick play. I need to go back and watch. Yeah, I don't remember that. I didn't even know that. I mean, I was just thinking the close play at the at the pylon was enough to warrant like an immediate replay. Like, ooh, I want. Uh, he was. He was. I knew he was in, in yeah. but like, uh, you know, it's when it's down there, you know. Yeah. A knee knee hits out of bounds before we don't know, but yeah, we got six minutes of uh, field rushing and uh, saw some videos of the uh, one of the. Alabama assistants or an analyst or something having to get police escorted off the field uh, because some dude, some LSU fan drunk as a skunk, just chirping him and like following him around, even after he's got the security detail, getting him out of there. First of all, I feel like you shouldn't rush the field if you're over 40. <laughs> and I've seen people say you shouldn't over rush the 30. Field. Leave How it to the that? kids. I'll say, I'll say if you're not a student, yes, college students and younger. I mean, if you're, you know, yeah. A grown man, for, I mean, like, come on. Yeah. It's like, a weird move. If you go to the Texas game Saturday and they beat TCU, are you are you going to be down there? <laughs> I promise you I will not rush the field. I'm so glad you, I'll, that. I'll probably uh, be going to the game. Looking, I guess, hindsight being 2020, I had the opportunity offered to me to go to the Notre Dame-Clemson game, in which Notre Dame fans did also – rush the field. I don't know that it was as dramatic, uh, but I do have uh, video evidence on like my Instagram feed of a good friend of ours. Uh, one TC who's a diehard uh, uh, Notre Dame fan was on the field celebrating the win. And I'm thinking to myself, like, would I have been like, would I've just stood there and then like stayed in my, now I'll just stand here in the stands. I'll, I'll, I'll catch you afterwards. Like, I don't know what I would have done in that scenario. Yeah, dude, I mean, I would – look, I'm just <laughs> setting a general rule. Peer pressure, group think, all that, it's going to be hard. If I'm down there and I'm like 10 if the rows squad, back, If the squad hits the field, uh, I'm going to. I'm not going to be the one guy standing up there, arms crossed, maybe like even calling uh, – dialing up the – calling the police or something. Are we getting more field <laughs> rushes this year? Yes. It seems Ever like Ever since Texas, Texas Tech kicked it off by rushing the field after beating U of H – Oh, uh, it just seems like it just started this like ridiculous trend. That's a really good U of H school team. Uh, they their defense is really uh, yeah. really tightened up. Oh, what a that was ridiculous. Oh my god! Can we make a rule? Can we just pivot right over to to Tanner Mordecai? If you throw, if you account for ten touchdowns, uh, you should you're at least invited to the Heisman and your ceremony. I'm not saying you deserve the Heisman. I want you in the mix. Put him in the crowd? What? No, no, no. He's. I want him being a – he's He's final three. What was the final for that game? 77 Se to 63. 77, 63. Okay. And I'm going to go – So further. it wasn't like they were just pouring it on for the, for the sake of it. No. Like, it was actually like a close enough game to where those, those touchdowns were needed. Correct. Mm -hmm. um, Every single one of them. Yeah. And Very I, much needed. I think I said in the group chat that I, I would have hit the in-game money line on Houston. If I was a you know a neutral observer, in fact, there were one or two plays where it's like we don't stop them here. Like they're going to come back, and this is you know this is going to be one we take to our grave because last year I don't know if anyone recalls, probably not. Um, SMU I want to say kicks a field goal to go up right before what or maybe to tie to go to overtime, like a fifty-something yard field goal on the road in Houston 
we kick the ball off, they run it back for a touchdown, game-ending uh, kick return for a touchdown. And I'm like, we're going to have a similar, like, hey, we really did this big-ass, uh, you know, achievement. And it was taken from us, but. Yeah, at very minimum, you're the like Heisman of the week, like acknowledgement. And losing by two touchdowns. That's pretty insane. (laughs) Brings back 61-58 Baylor uh, TCU from uh, all those years ago. Memories. That was a a wild game, too. Um, Yeah, if you put up 77 points, you should get you should get some top 25 votes. I'll say that as well. Um, I I, hey, I would take either my my only commentary on the game in general is uh i guess two things here one it's very weird to see somebody throw for nine touchdowns and only have like 340 yards passing and that's because we had like 240 yards rushing as well they and so punch it over the line like SMU one rushing was touchdown? like uh we had uh, the running back had maybe two or three or we had three rushing touchdowns i don't know but smu's points were being earned from like outplaying their defense whereas Houston was just embarrassing us because we were like miss embarrassing SMU because they were missing like coverages it was blo- it was just embarrassing like blown coverages over and over and over for SMU so it didn't look good for that side second Houston probably could have been in a position to win if Dana Holgerson wasn't a complete asshat of a coach he called three timeouts when SMU was consistently driving with a minute left in the half in a situation where SMU probably would have just run the clock out or gotten in position to kick a field goal, he kept calling timeouts. SMU only had one timeout. Like they wouldn't have been able to get down the field and yeah. score had he not been such a like he was bitching about a call to call the first one, a missed flag. And then he called the second one thinking, like, oh, well, I'll just leave enough clock for us to get the ball back and score with it. That never happened. So SMU goes up three touchdowns in half. You lose by two. It probably would have looked a little different had he not just You've been in his feelings. Did you guys see that punt in the Georgia game? Saw the punt. A lot of people say it hadn't landed yet. Really? It did. Was it was it? down at the one. Guy pushed it out. It's a great play on the cornerback. <laughs> 75-ish 75 yards? yards, correct. Pinned it down on a one. What country do you think that punter was from? This I is mean, safe zone. Australia is obviously Australia. The, the answer or the guess there. The smart money is on Australia. Uh, wrong. What if I told you he was from Norway? I would believe it. because I'm no lying. Reason, I have no reason not to. He's not Norwegian. He's from fucking Australia. Okay. okay. Another, he's a freshman, too. <laughs> they know how to kick some balls down there. I love that, man. Yeah, that was a sick. Aussie rules football, Dave. Thank you to everybody who tagged us in uh, punt content over the weekend. <laughs> we are the go-to source for punt humor. Yes. Is that the safest uh, nationality, like, stereotype? Norway? Aside from like um, rude Americans, like saying that uh, a good punter is from Australia. Yeah, I think that. Yeah, I think you can say that. Because <laughs> yeah, every other one, I feel like there's some negative connotation. Like at least you've got you got most things going for you there. Uh, um, what else? What else? Uh, I mean, I'm gonna have to eat my own words next week because Taylor Baylor's gonna beat Kansas State, and they're probably gonna rush the field at home this weekend. <laughs> And you might even see me on the field. So I, I reserve the right to amend every take I've had regarding that matter. Are you going to wear a yellow jersey? I'm got, Yes, I'm going to run out with the freshman line. <laughs> Not enough attention gets paid to that weird tradition. It's you know, it's a freshman line. It looks a lot better compared to some other uh, Texas schools traditions. Central Texans. I haven't yeah, been to that stadium yeah. yet. 
I driven by it enough. It looks it looks it sick. It looks sick, yeah. Yeah. Wait, you haven't been inside? I haven't. I have not. I would assume David had been to a game by this point. Nope. I've only been to I went to the old uh old Baylor Stadium, the one on the other Awful. side of town that was one of the worst college Awful. football like <sighs> stadiums in the world. Terrible. Closer to Roses though. Definitely closer to Roses. Not close to campus, weirdly. <laughs> no. No, not at all. Like in a field, it, it yeah, all around bad. Um, what um, else? What else we got from college? Anything? Uh, Georgia, all, I mean, go ahead. Jaquinta Jackson out at Utah, getting those running back reps. Uh, had at least one touchdown. I think they, I think he went for ninety-seven <laughs> yards on the ground. He's look. That's a name. Utah. If Utah doesn't blow that game against Florida, week one. Cam Rising, horrible pick, final drive. Utah's right there in the mix, one lost team. Instead, we've got Oregon, one lost Oregon, who, uh, yeah, somebody on this show is really wrong about Bo Nix, but we'll talk about that at another time. Anyway, just want to say shout out to Quinton Jackson. I think he got hurt, but I think he's going to be okay. Anyway, we could party now. If uh, party. I need to bring the bell back to the board. So instead of every time Micah plugs his socials, uh, every time Quinton Jackson comes up. Shout out JJ. Let's party. This is the part of the podcast where we talk sports and party at the same time. Have you followed any of the Bruins story? Let's start off with a, a real fun one here in the party. I know nothing. Accurately about. placed. Um, so yeah, pretty terrible story. Uh the Boston Bruins signed a player uh who Mitch, was Mitchell. drafted by the Coyotes back in 2020, I want to say. Uh, the Coyotes drafted him in the fourth round, and they immediately or soon thereafter re- relinquished rights to his draft pick, basically sending him you know, back into free agency after there was a social media uproar uh, because what they thought was uh, bullying during high school turned out to be that this kid was responsible for taking a blow pop, essentially, uh, dragging it in a urinal and forcing a mentally... Uh, uh, underdeveloped um, oh African American student in Ohio to eat it along with some other assault uh, allegations. So a terrible Holy harassment shit. and assault yeah. story. Multiple incidents Horrible of bullying um, a disabled kid. Well, that's disgusting. Uh, mm-hmm. Using, you know, racial slurs. And I think it happened when he was like, I mean, definitely in high school, like 14 or 15. Anyway, the Bruins. He's a good player. He's obviously a prospect, but it wasn't like he was a franchise changing player or something. So like everyone's wondering what why even if you're the Bruins, why do you go to the to all this trouble to bring this kid on only to let him go? Knowing that the Coyotes just went through this two years ago. Like this yeah. wasn't the Bruins weren't the first one to like unravel uh, this this it's like story. They don't, they don't know how the internet works. Cam Neely and, and they didn't the do their homework. Up there. Well, they knew. I think they just thought like, oh, you know, enough time's passed. And the problem is, Weird. there's a lot of problems, but the kid has not been remorseful. Um, oh. He hasn't reached out to the family. Because like, the mo- the mother of the child, uh, the victim who was bullied, has been very vocal about this deal. Good so, for her. Yeah, good for her. Yikes. I completely understand that. Can I have um, one bad take on this before we move on? Oh, please. In this story and in others where we have off-field, off-court allegations there always seems or there seems to be a trend or habit of the writer or the media outlet to like make note 
the team did not contact such and such for comment or during their investigation. Like they use that as like a litmus test of like, how deep did they dig? Well, they didn't call the victim to which in, in I, I think that there's a difference. Like they should probably, they could call like the legal representative representative of the victim. I think there's some decency in that, but even that, I feel like, you know what you're going to get in that source. So I, I hate like, that added line and like, look how poor of a job they did of investigating it. It was a bad decision regardless of what investigation happened, but I don't think that extra note needs to occur. Like you shouldn't now make the victim a gateway to any further actions in, in cases like this because Deshaun Watson's teams would have a lot of people to call. Um, next. Yeah. I'm sure this kid will, and you know what, this kid's going to go play in another league and hopefully he like, uh, Russia. Oh, right. Yeah, right. Could go to Russia. Just leave your vape pen. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully he shows some remorse, gets a second chance. I don't know. I'm a second chance guy, but um, not when you are just completely detached from uh, what's his, what's happened. So, uh, oh yeah, Frank Reich fired, huh? Man, my, my um, boy uh, Sam had a really rough debut in the NFL. Yeah, for like. 30-something. I mean, threw for like 40-something yards, I think. Pick. It was an ugly, ugly game for the Colts. Um, yeah, I, it's weird because you look at all the headlines surrounding, or I know, there's watching the games, so you see an incompetent offense where no wide receivers received a pass from uh, uh, the Titans and very few, if any, from the Colts. But like all of the talk around Malik Williams is relative or Malik Willis is relatively positive in Tennessee. And then you look at Sam Ellinger's start of the last week or so, and he's not getting any of any of that benefit of the doubt <laughs> uh, because of the mistakes that are being made. But when you've got a coach in Frank Reich who makes the decision to bench Matt Ryan with no further answers, like, yeah, it's it's time to go, buddy. Uh, conveniently, the NFL's going to Munich this week to play football. Okay. All right. Okay. I I think I understand the joke you were making there. I did. Is this real? Are we playing a game in Munich? Uh, yeah. The uh, and we're sending a noted 9/11 conspiracy theorist and you just said Tom Brady. Into it. Okay. So yeah, you're getting Seahawks Bucks in Munich, Germany. That's not a that's a pretty good game. If you're if you're in Germany, you're getting a good franchise in, in the Seahawks and in the GOAT. That's that's pretty generational dope player there. Like that, that's yeah. a that's a great get. Uh they probably booked this when you were thinking you might have Russell Wilson and Tom Brady. Like you're getting an upgrade to Geno. That's wins all around. And you got Russell last week. So or I guess I was in London uh UK, but whatever. Basically the same thing. Uh, Over there. The match has been announced real quick. Tiger and Rory versus Spieth and Thomas. Interested? I am. Uh, I'm not. Okay. <laughs> I'm not. Uh, is this the one that's uh, like Black Friday or post-Thanksgiving? Yes. It's always like real weird and over, over-promised? Correct. Uh, this is prime territory on where we should have Brooks and Phil versus Tiger and Roy. I I love that idea. Won't happen, but yes, this will be this will be really good content because you're going to get some 
horrible trash talk. You're going to get Spieth calling people pards. Uh, no, that's, that's for JT Justin Thomas. Yeah, yeah. JT over pardsing. <laughs> You're going to have uh, Tiger and Rory. Rory might be really good at this. He might be the the redeeming quality in this entire deal because he has more personality than these other guys. I think it's it's like the forced like just you know jabbing at each other that really turns me off. It's corny. It's cheesy. It's overproduced. It has no actual meaning in the scheme of things. I don't know. Is Phil Knight going to be there? These don't do much for me. I'm going to big boy stack the match. Just wait. <laughs> like, this just seems like a Phil Knight exhibition. This entire thing. Like just looking at the names here. Although, yeah. no, Speed's Under Armour. So. Speed's Under Armour. Thomas is, yeah. was Polo. Yeah, so I guess there's the connection. Tiger Rory going. You've got Nike and Team Nike here. Uh, yeah, uh, I agree. Although, is this our first Tiger performance? In the match? No, no, no. He's had he had one or two, and then I forgot. He yeah, him and Phil played at Shadow for the Creek. Year. Yeah, I forgot. I'm sorry. Go ahead. All right, let's run it back. Let's run it back. The segment during which we talk about what we already talked about. Dylan knows how many MLS teams there are, much to everyone's surprise. Congrats to Dusty Baker, who kept the brisket on low and slow throughout the entirety of the World Series. KJ officially endorses the trade daddy abreve. Kirk Cousins' teammates, who are much cooler than he is, are using him as a prop to make him and the Vikings look cool. And finally, Texas Tech started the 2022 trend of rushing the field after beating juggernaut U of H. <laughs> to be fair, U of H was ranked at that time. Mm-hmm. And not favored in the game. And not favored in the game and had lost to Tech the year prior. Um, Whatever. Hey, it's fucking love. You can get away with more. There's a caveat. You live there. Unnecessary quick addition. Uh, shouts to Kansas for, uh, I won't say shitting on, but making fun of Tennessee because Kansas tore down their field goal posts and had a brand new one back up like by that evening. And their uh, school account or the team account was like, no GoFundMe needed. And took a picture of the field goal post, already replaced. Savage, Dylan. Shouts to Kansas for becoming bowl eligible last weekend, too, which has uh, been a Huge. long time coming for them. Great year for Huge. the Jayhawks. Great year. Will AM make a bowl? Some are wondering. No. Do they have to win out? They have to win out. They have Auburn. Jar. They have who else do they have? One of them's a let you have they have UMass, which is they'll win that one. I forgot who Cadillac it is. Williams uh, will be fun to watch, but I think at AM should win that. Yeah. Who else do they have? Uh, you think they have Auburn. That. I don't know. They'll, they'll win four or five games. Mm. Tough times in college. Stink, baby. Hey, remember Thursday night. We will be live on the YouTube, uh, Too Much Dip YouTube page, 6.30 to about 7, 7.15 or so. Pop in. Give it a shot if you haven't. I think you'll enjoy it. It's a lot of fun. Until then, we'll see you. Bye. I want my chips with the dip. Go That's all I know. I don't want my chips playing. I want my chips with the dip. So bring them dips. Guess what?